1: Under this atmosphere, I want you to turn to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11. I'm going to read... from verse 9 quickly. And it says, if you obey you will enjoy a long life in the land you swore to give to your ancestors and to you, their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land, worship Tamalaki, you are about to enter and take over. It's not like the land of Egypt from which you came. Where you planted your seeds and made irrigation ditches with your foot as in vegetable gardens. Rather, the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain. A land that the Lord your God cares for. He watches over it through each season of the year. But if you carefully obey the commands I give you today, and if, and if, and if, and if, and if you love the Lord your God and serve Him, and if you love the Lord your God and serve Him, two words there love the Lord and serve Him, with what? With all, with what? All. With what? All your heart and soul. Then, he will send the rains in their proper seasons. The early and the late rains. So you can bring in your harvest of grains. New wine and olive oil. Fifteen. He will give you lost pasture lands for your life, livestock, and, for, and you yourself will have all you want to eat. But be careful. But be careful. Tap someone beside you, say, Be careful. Be careful. Say to them, Don't let your heart, let your heart be, deceived, be deceived, so that you let turn away from the Lord. And serve, and serve and worship, and worship other, gods. other gods. Father, this morning, I have a body in my heart. Please, let your word come out with accuracy and precision. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We are in a season of proclaimed harvest, but this is determined largely by the seed you sow for the harvest. Seed alone produces nothing. You hold a seed in your hand, it means nothing. Your seed in your hand must come in contact with something to produce results. What your seed connects with determines the outcome. So the connection can work positively or negatively to the breaking down of the covering so that life can come forth. That means if your seed does not connect with the right thing, it will not produce a harvest. And I'm quiet this day because of how the Lord has dealt with me since last week apparently if anyone feels I'm preaching about them then so am I because I was in the office last week after the service or probably during the first or second service and I was having this discussion with Pastor Efe and then as we were finishing the discussion Minister Daniel walks in and started the same discussion we had just finished Amen. Listen to me. I actually wanted to stop this service at quarter past 11 and then sit down with all the men in the house. But I feel that what I would say may also help everyone here. There is no harvest, guys, without a seed sown and a connection made. Listen to me carefully. I don't know how I'm going to finish this message, but I'll stop wherever God wants me to stop. One of the connections your seed needs to bring forth fruit is what I call the connection of service. One of the greatest battles a believer will face is the battle of commitment to serve God. If not, God would not have warned them so many times that don't get rich and start to serve other gods. The devil knows that if he can get your mind focused on the things of the world, he can deny you a divine flow of God's blessings to you. Making room for God To bless you and bring a convergence of his blessing to you is for you to make room for God to use you. Nothing. Listen to me. Nothing. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Upstairs and downstairs. Wherever you're sitting. Nothing beats a living, serving doorkeeper. Nothing beats it. Exodus in chapter 23 and 25, he says it again. He says, so you shall serve the Lord your God and then he will bless your bread and your water. And he will take sickness away from the midst of you. The word sickness means disease. And disease and sickness comes in different forms. Not only ailment, but it could be financial disease. It could be marital disease. It could be emotional sickness. It could be any form of sickness. He says, I promise to take it away from you if you will serve me. The tragic reality now is people just don't serve God, but they want his blessing. Serving God, according to that scripture, is your insurance against bondage, penury, lack, and shame. Serving God. Serving God. Let me give you... Four or five examples in scriptures of people who served God and God blessed them. In Exodus chapter two, verse twenty to twenty-one, we see how the Hebrew wives, how they blessed the Hebrew, the the no the Egyptians' midwives, how they blessed the Hebrew women. Because they preserved their child. The fear of God was the key word to them. And when they came to them, they asked them, uh, 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 Pharaoh said, but but did I not tell you to make sure you kill every male that comes forth? But the fear of God made it so greater than the reward of a king. The Bible says God dealt with them and he provided households for them. And because of their service, Moses came out of that service towards God. Let's talk about David in 2 Samuel seven twelve to 16 The Bible says, he proposed to build a house for God. And the Lord promised him an everlasting throne. It was God so much promised him that Absalom was unable to overcome him, that 300 years after David died, God still says, I just because of my servant David. Your legacy in life, guys, 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 men, listen to me. Listen to me. Your legacy in life depends on your service to God. Listen to me. I see a lot of women, here they are, all over the place, holding cameras, serving, I see men sit down as if they're not concerned, because the complexities of the world, they are stifling the love of God in their hearts. But can I say this, women, please forgive me for a second. Can I say this that when God was speaking? To the Israelites. He wasn't speaking to the women. He was speaking to the men who were the heads of the household. Because you can now see that Joshua at one point he says. As for me and my household. We will serve the Lord. It is not good for you to walk into a church. Pick up a serving woman to serve your needs. Without realizing that it is God who made that connection through them serving. And here you are, sitting down, doing nothing for God, but you want a harvest to come. What you're chasing out there is running away from you, because except the Lord builds the house, those who labor in vain, those who labor, they labor in vain. And God said to me this week, and I've been crying out to God, that there is a lot of labor that is in vain in your church. Solomon, as he was building God's house, God was building his own house. God will not owe you. If you could put God first in anything, he will put you first in everything. Listen to Obediadom. In 2 Samuel chapter 6 verse 12. The Bible says, he, he says, Now he was told to the King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obediadom. He didn't say the house of the woman, but the house of Obeliedim, the man. It is the man that must have spoken to his wife and said to his wife, we are going to accept the ark of God that has just killed someone. Oh God, you have no idea. Do you know what it would take a man, and I know these days where am I going Lord have mercy <laughs> that is why w- women who are married be very careful how you wield your authority I'm saying this carefully be very careful how you will authority because that fool that you felt you had in your house can be hearing God differently from how you hear God and if you are single remain single God bless you don't marry With the expectation that you are the head of the family. Because God will never circumvent the head to speak to someone beneath. This erroneous, you know this word is going to come, and stupid. Talk that the woman is the neck that controls the man is stupid. Because there is no biblical premises for it. If I cut off this part, this part can do nothing. It will just bleed with blood. It is the head that sees that direct where the neck goes. Don't deceive yourself. This teaching you're getting is going to kill. Oh, it's the neck that now moves. No, 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 no. The, uh, doctors, please help me here. The neck can only move by a signal. I, 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 am I still a bit scientific? That is passed from the brain, the neurons, the signal sends a message to the neck and the neck moves in the direction of that signal. Don't marry. Sit, sit. Honestly, you're doing well. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you have no idea how well you're doing being single. Because it is a different ball game altogether according to biblical standards when you marry. Because Ask yourself, all the women here, ask yourself. If a man says we're bringing something into the house to keep for something that has just killed. Your children are in the house. The men are sitting there. Maybe they're sitting with their wives. They don't even dare to look to the other side. Did you get what I said? You, 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 you tell your wife that I'm bringing something into the house that has just killed a lot of Philistines and then killed the child of God. And you are bring it into the house. It will not happen. Some of you are sanctified as you're looking at me. It will not happen. And here, this man, because he served God, And he heard God. What he must have done to convince his household. That we're taking the ark. Comes from a heart of service. And not a heart that I want to get something out of it. Because he did not know that that ark. That comes into his house. Is going to be the beginning of his blessing. I couldn't find it. It just come to me right now. When you read scripture further on. You will see that when they took the ark from the house of Obediedom, Obediedom followed the ark and served the ark. Further down in scriptures, Google Obediedom and you will find out. If follow, he followed the ark, left his house, followed the ark with his children, and in the genealogies of Israel, his children's children took care of the ark in the temple of God. He was so blessed that David was jealous and said, I need to bring that ark back. Guys, ladies, we are blocking the conduit of our seeds called service because we are picking up what I call cultures that are anti the gospel. When God was speaking to the children of Israel, He says, I got to warn you about the culture you're going into. Because the culture you left and the culture you're going into is not the culture that I'm developing inside you by the crushing, by the pressing, by the making. I have called you out. So you have to develop my culture. And don't follow the culture of where you're going into. And what we have done as Christians, especially the men, M-E-N. The men, we have followed the culture of the world we're in. Ignoring the culture of God. And there's some certain things about the culture of God. One of it is to love him with all your heart. Second thing is to serve him with all your heart. Third thing is to worship him with all your heart. That is the whole culture of his nation. Worship Tabernacle has a culture which is different from a culture of another church. In another church, they have things they do because that's their culture, that's their vision. In worship tabernacle, we have things we do because that's the culture, that's our vision. But generally, there is a culture of the church of God that God expects every man and woman to follow and live by. That's why he says, be ye transformed. Do not be as the world, but be what? Transformed. I have to tell you the truth of the gospel. We have acquired a culture that has totally squeezed God out. I'm going to take my time on this. And I'll pick this up probably next week. Because sometimes as a pastor, you've got to talk to the people. We've we've developed a culture. And there's some cultural challenges that look good. But is empty and devoid of God. Empty. We picked up some cultures that look good. I need time out. I need this. I need to do this. I need to sort myself out. I need to take time off. I need to 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 get my stuff in place. Cultures that are good but devoid of God. And you know, on Wednesday, we had this great man that came to speak to us on the foundations of some certain things that we need to do. And the thing I kept hearing every single time throughout the message is you got to hear God for the next level. We we were coming to know, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? But one thing that messed me up on Wednesday was the fact that yes, should we invest by the end of this month? Two services. We're going to dedicate it the entire two services for one hour each. We're dedicating it to property development, how to buy a property, what you need to do, how you can do, and all that kind of stuff. We're going to do that. But the point is this if you don't hear the voice of God, all your ideas will fail. Pastor. But the world is doing this. You are in the world, but not of the world. There's a time as a Christian you've got to make a choice. Because if you are envious of the world, you will gravitate towards that. But if you are contented with God, you will do what God tells you, even though it is not physically as attractive as the world. When God called me to start worship Tabernacle, I've said this so many times, I did not like it. There were two things that were happening in my life. Number one, I was an associate pastor. You know what I'm saying? And my associate in everybody, bear someone, liked me. You know the people generally would pastor, tired, tired, I had no responsibility, to the book didn't stop with me. I was afraid of picking up Responsibilities of where people will like you and not like you. Where people will misconstrue what you're doing. When you will make mistakes and people will disappear on your mistakes. When your perception is one minute away from a disaster. I wanted everyone to love me and like me. And it was happening where I was. Second thing was I was receiving money. After suffering for many years and money started rolling in, I don't think it is right for me to suffer. In fact, when I, I, <laughs> I can remember that not only was I enjoying life, but my dad was also enjoying life. Through the light I was enjoying. So when I told him that God says I should start a church, he says, How would you do it with your work? I said, God said I should let everything go. He said, Hmm. He's, <laughs> he's whom? He's a pastor. He's whom. He's not whom. I heard the voice of God. He's whom. He's like, mm. So does that mean that the things that are coming to me, we, it was a fear everyone had. But God specifically told me I do not want you to work. It was hard. It took a while. But success is different from significance. I probably would not have met as many wonderful people up and down As God has made me to meet you now. If I was still a high flyer. I probably would have had stocks worth millions and millions of pounds. But that will not leave a legacy behind. Culture is killing our service to God. I would love to give you three cultures, but I'm going to give you one and stop. Because a culture that is good, but is without faith, is dead. Let me talk about the culture of irrelevance. The culture of irrelevance that stops us from serving God. Are you getting something this morning? (laughs) many people still see church. Church. Now, this is your church, except your dilly-dally. I know some people come for the morning service and they go to another church in the afternoon and then end up in the evening with another church. God help you. What are you doing? It is you that I'm talking to this morning. Because you cannot serve three churches. If you are really involved, you will not go to work the following day. But a church, someone say the church, is not a place of brick and mortar. The reason we don't serve God is because of the irrelevancy that we place on church. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Many people do not understand the implications of belonging or attending a local church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My, Oh, sorry. I can't take it off. I was feeling hot. Can we put this thing up a bit? Many people do not understand the spiritual implications of belonging or attending a local church. And if it's up, that means the Holy Spirit is is pouring fire on the inside of me. Don't adjust it. To many people, the church is a traditional place they go on on Sunday. The culture of what? Irrelevance. It is a traditional place they go on church. So, many people enjoy going to church. They agree that worship tabernacle is an awesome place. But some of them think, oh, but it is far to go. Many people come to church, but they have no vested interest in church. I talk about the culture of irrelevance and the world and social media is making church more irrelevant. Therefore, they are forcing us to make sure that the congregation of people are not done inside a building, but more or less when I can be drinking tea and eating my breakfast and watching online. It is how we push the boundaries. Is there a place for it? Absolutely. Don't we meet together and pray online? Don't we do a Cornerstone online? There's a blessing that comes with it. But God doesn't want us to go culturally all to the other side and forget that the Bible says do not forsake the gathering of saints. Hmm. This is a sad testimony of many people in church they don't have a revelation of church people don't miss church services because they live far from the building but it's because they live far from god you don't miss it because it's far because you don't miss your job no matter how far it is how many times do you drive, how many hours do you drive to work you 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 don't miss your, you, you don't you don't miss going to work because There's a strike going on. Some of you still make it into work. You know why you have to go to work? It's because your heart is there. But it's far for church because your heart is far from God. Because church is irrelevant to your priorities. Church should be more than an attendance on Sunday. You must see it as a place of destiny and strength. In order to get the best out of church, you must first recognize that the house of God is the gates of heaven. Let me ask you a simple question. The entirety of the service is predicated on what we did before the sermon. Can I ask you a question? Many of you, maybe you are spectators. You know why you are spectators? It's because the church is irrelevant. Many people came out here, kneels down. Many people were in the commission kneeling down. Many people were sitting down and soaking up the words and allowing the words that was coming through the song to use it as their worship. Let me ask you a question. Can you do that alone if you were at home? Because God will place somebody like a priest To guide and gird you into his presence for what you need at that moment, but not what you want. And until we find why is the church relevant, we will pick up the culture of the world that says, if I feel like it, I will come. (laughs) When you come to church... And you're on your mobile phones. And you're chatting away on your mobile phone. Because you feel it is important to respond. You have forgotten that there's always a conversation going on between heaven and earth. Angels are descending and ascending while you are having your conversations. Dynamic transactions are taking place. And many people are not participating because of the irrelevancy of church. David and Solomon they knew the significance of a place that in Second Chronicles 7, 12 to 16, and verse 15 he says, Now my eyes shall be open. God says, And my ears shall attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. That is why in the book of Matthew, Jesus, he threw them out of the temple and said, this shall be called a house of prayer. Not an exchange of cards. Not a spouse dating establishment. It shall be called a house of prayer. It is the culture of irrelevance So, people look at the church and find it irrelevant. And do you know why you will find it irrelevant? Because you have no vested interest in it. So, we've got to present to you something that you will accept before you feel that the church is relevant. But God does not do that. God says, this is my culture. Not... Bringing your culture to change my culture. My culture says you've got to serve. Because before I can bless you and increase you, you've got to serve. I call the second one the culture of distraction. Or I call it the culture of interruption. Interruption. Mark chapter 4, verse 19 says, Let me quickly do this. The attractions of this world, and the delights of wealth, and the search for success, and the law of nice things came in and clouds out God. You know, the word distraction comes from two Latin words dis, which means apart, and trihere, which means drag. So, the word distraction is when you're dragged from your task or from your or from your commitments. Distraction. Distraction in our culture keeps us from fully committing our lives to God. So, God has slipped from the first position. And you cannot discover and fulfill God's purpose in your life if you're at the same time pursuing the dream. The world's value system of possession, pleasure, and prestige is drowning out God. That's why the scripture in Romans that we've been reading for a while, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the message, look at what it says. He says, so here, what I want you to do, God helping you. Listen to what it says. Let's read it together. Ready, set, go. Take your what? Every day, ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Make me a vessel. Make me no, make me your vessel, make me an offering. Make me you want me to be. Guys, that work that you're running after, that have clouded out God from serving. God is saying to us this morning, you are picking a culture of irrelevance and a culture of interruption. Can I say this before I close? Listen. Do you know that many people that have served God in the house of God have actually found their purpose? And I've seen this even in this church. I've seen some of these guys when they started in Washington, I don't think he thought when he, he started, I'm sorry, can I use some names please? I, 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 I don't think when he started, Jason started, he thought, I can use this as a career. When Emmanuel came to start playing drums, it was in interchange studio. It wasn't fancy. He had to set up and sit down. Little did he know that years down the line, he will have a studio and be the musical director of one of the biggest African uh, singers around the world. He, 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 he didn't know. Whatever opinion you have, I understand. But God has a way of bringing the riches of the Gentiles into the part of the righteous. But he didn't go for the riches first. He served. Are you following what I'm saying? There's some guys on the camera, some guys around. They, they didn't realize that this thing they're doing will put food on their table. Ulrich didn't know that when he was doing websites, it was the same thing that was setting up to put food on his table right now. All of them becoming ministers in their own right. Where, Tenny, I don't know where she she didn't realize, Tenny, on the camera, she didn't realize one day she would be a filmmaker and we've just started. She didn't realize. You, you know, the thing of the church is that you don't realize that the church is more accommodating to your failures. That by the time you go out, because you've gone through hard grafts, you become excellent in there. Jerry didn't realize that all over the world, they'll be calling him to do something. It can be a side income. You don't realize that. And then most of them also didn't realize that their parts of their husbands and their wives for the destiny that they would put forward came from in the church. God says that the culture you're running after is so fickle and temporary that it is killing my blessings of harvest in your life. Guys, listen to me. Can I say this? Men, if you're a man, stand up here right now. If you're a man, stand up. If you're a man, if you don't know who you are, then you can sit down. (laughs) See, see, see. And you you, you know, the, the sad thing is that we think there are no men in church. Look around. Look upstairs. The sad thing, guys, is this. If, if it was a pastor. Listen to me guys. If it was a pastor who lied. You know there are pastors who lie. That I was doing well in the world. And then God called me. Then you can understand. You can Google. And find my name. And there are still some aspects of it. That tells me that what you are earning now. Was what I was earning. A decade and a half ago. I promise you. You don't work for Microsoft for 1,000 pounds. Even the doorkeeper, even the, the, the person that serves our food doesn't do that. But you know what? God wants to place a demand on your life for your family. What you're chasing after Even though you may have a glimpse of success. Because God didn't say that the children of Israel will not have success. He says, but there will be a time where your success will crowd me out. Be aware of that. Let me show another thing to you. God even didn't say that you serve me when things are going right in your life. The biggest seed you can ever sow to God consistently is when things are not going right. And many of us are trying to do things by our own. So I apologize. I respect all the men, but I just need to speak you from my heart. Many of us are trying so hard to be relevant, but we are irrelevant to God's blessing. So the windows of heaven and the climates of heaven is closed over our lives. And some of you women who are married to them. Or who are believing god to marry them should start to push them gently not force them encourage them to make god their priority because you your children and your entire household can be led into a ditch or you your children and entire household can have the blessing of obedience god forgive me guys God generally, generally, there are places He speaks to women, but God generally speaks to an Abraham, speaks to a David, speaks to a Jacob, speaks to an Isaac, speaks to a Jesus, speaks to a Peter, speaks to a Paul, speaks to, the, to, because out of them comes the lineage of greatness. Every woman will enjoy the blessing of a man if that man is committed. You know why? Because the fear of God is what you need, not the money of the world. Because if that money comes into his hands, you will be the first one to go. Men, if you want the season of harvest, are you hearing me upstairs? If you want the season of harvest, of harvest to manifest in your life. Make your seed have a connection. The oh, pastor is preaching because they are suffering. If I'm suffering, I'm still preaching. I'm saying this to because the church will continue to go on. Look at all these singers, I don't want to name them so I don't get sued, that left the church. Some of them have died, but the church they left is still going on. He will replace you. He will always bring things to His glory. But I want you to be relevant so that years to come, your children will benefit of the freedom, of the blessing that God has over your life. And let me say this to everyone here. Your parents that you despise so much, many of you are not dead today because of the service that your parents have rendered to some churches. Don't, don't be foolish. I know that you don't like the church they went to. Some of us probably didn't. But their commitment, their money they gave, their service they gave, being called Dickness, Dickin, all kind of names that they gave them in those churches, the service they gave in there is the root of many of your successes. you got to change. Because if you don't change, I don't want God to turn his back on you. Grace will keep you. But grace does not produce the favor that God wants to put upon you and upon your children's children. It is not serving him because you like the person. It is serving him because it is with your heart. I'm telling you, this is where the harvest is. And God said to me, clean up your house before you walk into the next decade. Because if you walk into 2020 like this, the next decade will be exactly like how you walked into it.
0: You've been listening to Ty Adesugba, Pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.